Hello and welcome to Geeks Unleashed, episode 116. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. As of episode 100, we each week we're talking about our current viewing, reading, or playing geeky habits, uh, sometimes mixing in some geeky news and discussing <laughs> this week's gaming movie or TV movie, uh, sorry, or comic book uh, movie or TV show. Sorry, I really, <laughs> really just butchered that intro, but anyway. <laughs> It's been a long week, y'all. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. We would also love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, you may also donate to our Ko-Fi um, mm-hmm. and just just cash basically yeah um, we we accept cash we accept all forms of payment any currency it's fine right um yeah i mean look at all jokes aside just anything you give supports us it's, it's not um free but we enjoy doing it we don't enjoy it to make money uh we enjoy we do this because we enjoy doing it and um but if anybody enough, would like to sponsor us we love making money too so i mean yeah. hey hit us up <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know, do you know, um, there's a guy uh, I've known online for a long time, 12, 13 years. His name's Im- Imran uh, Sadiq. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember him. Uh, and uh, he wrote for Geeks and Niche originally when it was yeah. a blog. Uh, he wrote here and there. He wasn't regular. Um, he uh, is completely doing something different now. He has a YouTube channel called Web, Scots, Web Squadron. And um, he, I don't know if he does it every day, but a couple of times a week he goes live during the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my lunchtime, which is probably like... Very early might, morning for me. You might just be getting up at that point. And, yeah. Um, so a couple of times I, I've jumped on it. And earlier in the week, I jumped on I do have a point to this. And um, earlier in the week, I jumped on. And on my, my personal YouTube is uh, the same as my um, geeky Instagram, that geek mark. And... Um, so I jumped in the comments and I just said, hey, Imran, whatever. And there's a bunch of people in the chatting. And um, there's somebody in there's like, oh, cool name. I was like, yeah, yeah, I sort of named it after my podcast. And um, anyway, so there's this whole conversation that they were having about uh, linking to the money side of things, uh, about different ways of not necessarily getting rich, but mm-hmm. like making money. I'm yeah. having this whole conversation about making money and doing things to make money like so some people like I mean he gave some examples like oh some people might think oh, I'm going to make a blog so I can make money or I'm going to mm-hmm. make a YouTube channel so I can yeah because they see these influencers and they think oh yeah. I'm going to do that and I'm going to make money um you know like us we're, we're influencers and um <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I couldn't so, even keep a straight face. I'm sorry. Uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I, 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 I barely pulled it off, and then you started laughing. Uh, anyway, but he so and then in the because he because he knew I was in the comments, and then he started saying one of his thought processes was actually a lot of people do these things more out of enjoyment, mm-hmm. like because nobody goes into it thinking I'm going to become a successful YouTuber. So like they make their YouTube channel on on cooking, you know, like and and it might blow up and you know but look at you know ksi and logan and jay paul for instance you know everyone's got their own opinions on them mm-hmm. but when they started they didn't know they were going to be as big as they were but they yeah. did it because they enjoyed creating content and then while he's doing his live web squadron thing he went oh look at mark and um his friends um uh that, that create podcasts and and he even said you know before you know, gigs and etc Things like they do it all for enjoyment, and he's and he even said, you know, maybe one day it might go somewhere. But he said they they do it because they enjoy doing it, and mm-hmm. if something comes of it, great. And um, I, I thought that was actually quite nice that he, well, I don't know how many people were watching his live YouTube video, like thirty or forty people, that suddenly he's like shouts me out. I thought that was quite good. I thought that was nice, nice of him to do it. So I thought I would in turn shout out Web Squadron, and um, I I know I know that he helps people build websites and all that kind of stuff so um go check him out so anyway um we weren't going to cover any news this week because uh nothing really jumped out at us and we always said we were going to scale back any news coverage if uh if there wasn't anything we really felt yeah no no trailers no fun stuff not much going on for us this week that's fine so i'm sure that will change uh next week very but, soon <laughs> uh in terms of catching up uh like is there anything you've watched read or played or anything this week or nope um nothing nope, at all it is, 
It has been all work this week. I've been trying to I've been trying to close an out of state deal, which is always a little bit more complicated. So like by the time I get home from work, it's like I eat dinner and then I'm done. <laughs> like nothing else is happening. No gym time. Um, I, I well, okay. So the the only thing I I did buy myself like a walking pad, which is is on its way. It'll be here next week. I'm super excited about it because my my place is too small for an actual like full size treadmill. So I got one of those little like work from home walking pads because I don't I'm not a runner. Like I only mm-hmm. ever just like walk. That's the extent of the cardio that I do. So I'm excited to finally have that. Maybe I'll even start doing the podcast while I'm walking once I have it. You could do it um, like when you're working as well. Have you got a desk that raises? Uh, at work, I do, yeah. So I don't work oh, okay. from home. I've been back in the office for three years. So I'm in the office every day. Three years back in the office? Yeah, we were only home for a month. So COVID, oh, COVID oh. shut us down for one month in 2020. And by May, May 1st, uh, actually it was May 5th, May 5th of 2020. I've been back in the office ever since. I still hybrid work now. It must be nice. <laughs> sometimes like this morning i went in the office i went in the office at uh half eight this morning and then uh at one o'clock i came home um uh, it makes it sound like i finished with that i didn't i just came home and then carried on working here. yeah you're just like um, okay i'm done uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i just stood up and went fuck this shit yeah. <laughs> everybody's I, I, dream right especially on a friday I, and as, I, as i did it i flipped the table yeah and, like, and i was like i'm done and like and then and then, and then and then all the people, which was zero in the whole room, it was an empty room, <laughs> turned around turned around and looked at me. And I was yeah. like, it's like this room of silence. And they were like Oh my gosh, that always makes me think of Wanted, that scene in Wanted where he finally quits and then hits like uh hits what's his name? Chris Pratt, like with the keyboard on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Oh my god, I love that sequence. Um but no, in all seriousness, the reason I came home is because the dog was on his own and I didn't want to leave him all day on his own. Yeah, don't be leaving oh. Cooper all by himself all day. So, oh, do you know what? Though? I came home and he was actually, like, chilled. So, well, that's because he's probably, so, like, out of his puppy phase now. So he's, so like, like, it's like, I got the house to myself. Those crazy humans don't come back until this time. That was almost, so that was almost, that was almost five hours on his own. That's the most I think I've left him on his own was today. Like, mm-hmm. No, maybe not. I've done five hours before. Actually, that yeah, no, I have done five hours before, so that's the most I've left him on his own is five hours. I know I speak to different people and they're like, "Oh, I leave them all day, like eight, eight or nine hours." I'm like, "Oh no!" At the moment, I think I feel guilty about that. <laughs> so, um, so I got home and he was he was pleased to see me. I gave him a bone and then he sat and then I was here on where I am now and he just sat by my side eating a bone. So, Aww. But, um, Everybody should go follow Cooper's account too. Just yeah. saying, it's so cute. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, no, this week I, I'm pretty busy. I but you did get a new toy. I, it's not come yet. It's not come mm. yet. So what I did was, so I've got one here. So for the YouTubers, uh, podcast people, it's not a very good tool, but um, I do have this DS here, um, which people may know. This is a red DS in my hand right now. Um, but we had two others. Uh, so we actually have, we had four DSs. Don't don't ask me, but somehow we ended up with four DSs. We don't really need four DSs. And they've kind of just been kicking around the house. And, you know, we've kind of used them here and there. Mm-hmm. But to rewind a little bit, at Christmas, my wife bought me a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. And you may or may not have heard me mention it once or twice. Just once uh, or twice. <laughs> But it kind of like rejuvenated my love of gaming. And I, mm-hmm. since Christmas, have bought a Wii, a PS2. Now, it sounds like it's expensive. It's not, honestly. Like, the Wii cost me like. Oh my God. Like, I love Wii tennis. 10 or 20 Wii, quid, I think. Wii, Wii tennis and Wii golf. I don't have any of the sport ones. Ah, uh, you got to get the sport ones. They're so fun. Just be careful that you wear the little wristband. Oh, otherwise, yeah, otherwise, your thing's got to go flying into your TV. Um, <laughs> Uh, I bought a PS2. That cost me 20 quid. I got that off eBay. Um, but you know, I actually with the PS2, I bought, and I obviously back in the old days, it was all um, cable joy pads. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody was selling a um, a Bluetooth uh, joy pad for the, for the PS2. Oh, wow. Uh, so you, so you plug in the front um, mm-hmm. and then you can sit on the sofa with no cable. Yeah. Like, so you don't have to sit three feet in front of the TV? 
Well, I mean, I assume that you could buy longer cables now, but yeah, they don't have to sit in front of the TV, which yeah. is cool. And um, so I've been playing, so I a couple of weeks ago bought uh, Tomb Raider Legend and Angel of Darkness, and I haven't played Angel of Darkness yet, but I uh, started playing Legend, and it was quite cool. I could, it felt quite nice to just sit back on the cozy sofa and not have to yeah. worry about the length of the cable and, yeah, like I say, like lean forward, just, you know. Yep. And, um, but, but anyway, the other thing I've been playing a lot of was uh, the DS, and all of the DSs we had are small, mm-hmm. and I know to get a 3DS XL, even now, it's quite pricey. So I went down to Computer Exchange, uh, which is an English uh, store. You've probably got something similar where you can trade games mm. or consoles in. Is it GameStop? You have, yeah, but... you can do that at GameStop. Um, so I went down to Computer Exchange today, which you're lo- like, uh, do you know, uh, this is now Mark Teaches American stuff. So Computer Exchange, like you're going to love what they what they call it on the front of the store. Okay. C-E-X. <laughs> so little kids go up to their parents and they're like hey i want to go i want to go to the sex shop is that is that how that works <laughs> I, I i would like to think that they also still call it computer exchange <laughs> so, uh, uh, so anyway is it clever whoever came up with that is clever clever idea so anyway um i went down to Sex. Computer exchange. Yes. <laughs> and I gave them, um, do you know what? I actually brought in all three of these DSs, but because the stylus was missing on this one mm-hmm. uh, here, they wouldn't take this one in. And um, they said, uh, if I bought the stylus with it, they, they'll take it back. They'll take it. Anyway, that was fine. I didn't really need to trade that one in. I traded two in, got a voucher, because uh, they can either give you cash and give you a voucher. With mm-hmm. the voucher, you make more money than you do cash. Of course. And Because um, then you spend again, it in their store. Basically spend it in their store. Now, I said to them straight away, I want a 3DS XL. They go, oh, we got two of those here. I brought them out. They weren't the ones I wanted. They didn't come with the um, the little um, like thumb. You know, you know you've got the normal D-pad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can see that. The normal yeah. D-pad, the cross one. On on some of the 3DSs, they have like the D-pad and a, like a round joypad thing um, yeah. as well. Uh, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yes. Um, so the two 3DS XLs they had just had the D-pad. I went, no, I don't want these two. Like, and, they, and I was a bit annoyed because I'm really impatient. I wanted to walk away with one. Like, <laughs> uh, and so they got they gave me the voucher. I went, no, I don't want either of these. And I said, these are the ones you've got in store. They went, yeah. And then the manager, like, I've, I've spoken to him quite a few times because I've been by. I've exchanged games in there as well over the last few months. And, um, uh, and so he said, no, um go on to the sex site and uh he didn't say that and uh <laughs> he said go on the website <laughs> and uh so i went on the website did it there in store and i found the 3ds xl i wanted and free postage so i don't have it here but it's already i've already had an email to say it's on the way um, awesome but, so we'll see it next week then yeah next week um but i also have been um you know the gaming side of things i i have been gaming i forgot i did i've been playing mass effect on playstation which yeah like i've played it a million and a half times on my xbox but i never ever ever had it for playstation and then i got a gift card and i used my gift card and i bought myself another version of the mass effect (laughs) legendary edition so now i am playing mass effect on the playstation which is fun because now i get to get all of the trophies all over again Right. Oh, I've never played that game. Maybe one day oh I might have to add it to the list. But it's amazing. But anyway, I bought this. I'm not going to talk about this too much now. Um, but this game here is the new Super Mario Brothers on the DS. Okay. I've been playing, playing that a lot. I won't talk about it now because there's reasons. Um, and this came today in the post. Now I say this came. Actually, what <laughs> happened was we already had this game. Is that Sonic? Place. Uh, this is um, Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Um, oh, fun! So we already we already had the case, but my kids had lost the game, so I actually went onto eBay and found the game for like two or three quid or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I got it posted, and my kids also equally had the case still for this Sonic Rush, but they lost the game, and <laughs> I bought the game again for I think three quid again. So. I think when it's all together, it's worth a little bit more. Um, yeah, so 
basically I got rid of a lot of the games that we weren't playing like they were they were not playing like things like Bratz and Nintendo Dogs uh, they're a lot older now so they yeah don't care about those so we've been concentrating more on like the fun ones so mm-hmm. we've got the so not the fun ones the, the ones we actually care about so basically this now the is popular ones yeah the popular ones that's probably the best way so these this yeah. now we're down to like the Marios and the Sonics mm-hmm. um, which um, Mario Kart I'm terrible at Mario Kart. I'm so bad. But like, yeah, it's really weird. I I haven't really been that bothered about gaming for years. I Mm -hmm. think since I first got PS4. When I first got PS4, I was super addicted. I played like every Uncharted, you know, you name it. And, you know, I played all of them. I was playing the, I played the first two new Tomb Raiders. I haven't played the third one yet. Um, Also, um, uh, the last of us i played the first last mm, of us mm-hmm. i haven't done the second last of us i did spider-man i was like non-stop on that but i've kind of i don't know what it's it just not as portable like once you start playing the portable ones again it's much it's much easier because you can pick it up and play thing. anywhere that's the other thing my wife watching tv and sometimes i'll sit next to her and it's just so easy to pick the ds up and just start playing on it I, and i'm like okay so well that's that's that basically like it's quite cool like you say it's a bit more portable yeah um, it's ease of access like when i went to london on the train on sunday saturday and sunday i bought my switch and the ds but i ended up playing the ds more than i did um like the the, the switch so it was just a lot easier to do yeah you're never too uh, old to be a big kid no 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 definitely not but um so you've been playing mass effect then throughout the week yeah, so I finished the first game on PlayStation, which yeah. it, it always annoys me when I when I do my best to finish a game and then it's like you have earned enough trophies, but like you're only 40% complete for the whole game and it's like ah 30 hours and all I'm still like not even halfway through. I mean, I think I think I'm at like 80%. I got most of the trophies, but it's a lot the first game especially it's a lot of uh having to use very specific abilities during combat multiple times, and then you get trophies that way. But like you can only use certain abilities if you are a certain class, but you can only be a certain class from the beginning of the game. Anyway, it requires multiple playthroughs. So I have moved on. I'm on the second game. I'm super excited. And I have to say, like, this is the first time I have played the same game on Xbox and on PlayStation. And it is the first time that I have noticed myself the graphic quality of the PlayStation versus the graphic quality of the Xbox. You can get. I was just looking up. You can get um, uh, the Legendary Edition for twenty quid now. Yeah, that's what I got it for, and I had a gift card, so technically it was free. Oh, I might have some gift cards laying around. Although I don't know if I should buy it because I've like, nothing wrong with it necessarily. Just uh. Uh, there's a lot of other things I haven't yes. played. I've even, I've, I've even still got some PS4 games that are still in their wrapper, which I haven't opened. Like, oh, yeah, years. I have. Oh, God, what is that game called? It was the game with the Androids for PlayStation. Detroit. De- uh, oh, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play that one. Detroit. I, yeah, have, I, know what you're I about. bought it, and it is sitting in my little case i have never even taken i have never unwrapped it like you said like it is still in the plastic detroit oh. become human that's what it's called that's by the same people that did the um the two souls game mm. did you play two souls Mm-mm. oh i really like that that was good i like i like yeah that was um uh that's the girl well she's so that's the um boy now um page well you know, she was in that. Oh, I can't remember. She was in the X Men. Kitty Pride, I think she was. Oh, um, Ellen Page, who is now Ellen Elliot Page, yeah. Page. Yeah, Elliot Page now, but she was Ellen Page. Elliot um, was Ellen Page at the time, and she did the game Two Souls. Um, yes. Two. Oh, yes. Okay, now I remember that game. Yes. Yeah. Um, good. that's a good game. Well, I like that game. I've actually played that game twice. So, well, it was good. But anyway, we should stop talking about gaming. Right? Yeah. Get to the main event. We will be talking more about gaming in a, in about a month's time, actually. Yeah. So we've kind of planned ahead. Occasionally we do that. Yeah, sometimes. Um, Don't get too, too used to it, though. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Super Mario Brothers uh, film around the yeah. corner. You may have heard of. Yes. 
You may have heard of those Italian plumbers. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a me, anyway. Mario. Oh. Do you know, that's, um, I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing Matt Super Mario on the Wii as well, uh-huh. and like um, I just well, and the DS. It's the same. Like hearing the little voices where he's like, "Yeah, like it's me, Matt." Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he's like Mario time. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it, but anyway, main event, Man Thing, two thousand and five, based on characters from Marvel Comics. Oh, first appearance of Man-Thing was in Savage Tales, number one, May of 1971. And Man-Thing character was created by Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, Jerry Conway, and Gary Morrow. Written by Hans Rodinoff <laughs> and directed by Brett Leonard. And it stars people that maybe you know, uh, Matthew Lenevis, Rachel Taylor, and Jack Thompson, just to name a few. Uh, it was released the 30th of April 2005, had a running time of 97 minutes, <laughs> had, a, had a budget by, of circa 5 mil. Yeah. And it made, bom, 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 like drum roll, box office, 1.1 million US dollars. Womp, womp. That is a big womp, womp. Um, Fun fact. I wonder if it's made more since. I doubt it. (laughs) I don't see how that is at all possible. Um, Um, So fun fact. This movie, when it was in development, so this came out in 2005, it was in development as early as 2001. And they always wanted it to be a direct-to-video release, even back in development in 2001. But because of the timing, they thought, oh, well, there's all these other superhero movies that are coming out. Like, we could do a theatrical release because it came out after Blade, after X-Men, after Spider-Man. At even And they even, like, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Unbreakable was considered, like, a superhero film. So they were like, no, 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 we're going to do a theatrical release. Mm. So this film got abysmal, abysmal reviews from their test audiences to the point where most of the audience at all of their test screenings walked out before the film was finished, like before they had finished the movie, like they, it was that bad. And so after that, Marvel was like, uh, okay, so we'll just do the international theatrical release. But in the US, they actually played it as an original sci-fi channel TV movie. It was not, it did not get a theatrical release in the US. And I, I feel like I'm shocked. Yeah. Oh, no. So surprising. Um, Yeah. I mean, it had to have been pretty bad, like, for the test audiences to walk. Like, they get to see it for free. And, like, for you to walk out of something that you didn't even spend any money on, like, it had to have been awful, right? So another thing, Avi Arad, who is, was, at the time, the head of Marvel way back when, and he also was, like, one of the main producers on the Spider-Man franchise for Sony, he said one of the biggest mistakes they made with Man-Thing was that they let the entire thing, well, yes, (laughs) (laughs) they let the entire thing happen in Australia with no supervision. And he was like, we we just would never do that again. Now, some of the Thor films as part of the MCU have been filmed in Australia, but that is because, you know, Chris Hemsworth is Australian and Taika Waititi uh, is from New Zealand. So they had presence in the area plus marvel has a huge staff in australia now the same way they have a huge staff in london and a huge staff in atlanta um but at the time in 2002 or three when they were filming this movie like it was literally the people in the u.s were making the decisions and then everything happened in australia the production crew all of the actors everything all of the posts all of it was in australia and there was nobody from marvel in australia to oversee anything and i think to, to me, it reads like by the time they got the first edit of the film, they were just like, the fuck you been doing over there all this time? Like, <laughs> what the hell is this? I wonder, but, like, if they just inflated people's salaries. they like, guys, look, they gave us five mil. Yeah. We can, we make, can this make this film, film for $5. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, well, I was going to be nice and say like, like two hundred dollars, yeah. sorry, not two hundred dollars, two hundred thousand dollars or whatever. We can make this film on two hundred thousand dollars. The rest of it, guys, we're going to Vegas. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, Something. Like, or, or like somebody like had their mortgages paid off. You know. Uh, yeah. So. Hey, maybe this was like a launching pad because there are a couple of faces in here. Rachel Taylor is one of them. She went on to do Transformers sh shortly after this, and she was in Jessica Jones. So she stayed in the MCU. This is her second her second run in the MCU. And then you got guys like Alex Laughlin, who was in Hawaii Five O for the longest time. Um, so like ten, ten maybe it it bumped them up to some kind of noticeable level so that they kind of became like rising stars. But uh, yeah, most of this cast, not so much. I mean, I maybe they're popular in Australia and we just don't know. Sometimes you do see that though. Like, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Amy something who played Lois in the Superman, latest Superman film. What's her name, Amy? Oh, Amy Adams. Yeah, so like the first time I saw her, I think she was in... Um, one of the Clueless TV movie spin-offs, not Clueless, Cruel Intentions. Mm. Uh, and then she had a tiny role in a uh, Angel season five, you know, the Buffy spin-off. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like suddenly now, look, she's like, yeah, she only is now in blockbuster movies. So, yeah. you know, you do see this where some people, you know, there's not always, like, like if you look at Leonardo DiCaprio's CV, like, He's just in nothing but blockbusters from the moment he entered Hollywood. Mm -hmm. From like even like I don't know how old he was, fourteen or something in like the Basketball Diaries. He's literally just always been in standout films. Like yeah. not everybody is as lucky as Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, but so, and you do see, unfortunately, people like um, you know even Margot Robbie was in Neighbors, then Pan Am, and then movies. So. Mm -hmm. She, you know, and I don't know how many episodes of Neighbours she was in, 100, 200 or whatever. You know, some people do have to cut their teeth in, in less fortunate. You got to start somewhere. Like, got to start somewhere. So, yeah, yeah like, uh, we'll talk about the cast in a bit. But, um, so I'll do the summary if you want. Um, yeah, yeah. You do that one. Uh, I'll do that bit. And then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, this is from IMDb. Uh, agents of an oil tycoon vanish. <laughs> while sorry, I don't mean to laugh there. Uh, <laughs> while exploring a swamp marked for drilling, the local sheriff investigates a uh, investigates and faces a a Seminole. <laughs> I, I know I'm still struggling not to laugh. Legend of oh, legends come to life. Man thing, a shambling swamp monster whose touch burns those who feel those who feel fear. That is not really the vibe I got from this movie at all. No. <laughs> who writes these things, IMDb? Uh, anyway, did you want to? Okay, so you... one of the one of before we even get into anything, this movie is just all over the place, and I. As soon as I saw Alex O'Loughlin, I was like, this has to be an Australian production because like none of these accents make sense for where this is supposed to be taking place to me. And this is, this is my own personal background because I do have, I do have family in Louisiana, the names that they have, especially when they drop that Thibodeau, like the whole Thibodeau Boudreaux joke, that's a big Louisiana thing. So to me, this it reads like this is taking place in the swamps of Louisiana and nobody had any kind of accent remotely close to the way that people sound in Louisiana at all. Like not at all. And so like, it was just really confused. So like 10 minutes into this movie, I was like, this is not America. Like it can't be. And then when Alex Laughlin popped up, I was like, Oh, this gotta be Australia. And sure enough, like the whole thing is Australia. And I was like, I understand that it's, it's a linguistics thing, right? Like the easiest accent for, Brits and Australians to copy like American wise is the Southern accent. It just, it just makes sense palette wise, but like, I don't know. The, the original comic for man thing is supposed to be set in Florida in the Everglades. And this film got away from that. This film implies Louisiana. And yet there is no other than like gators and the swamps. Like there is nothing mm -hmm. Louisiana about this film whatsoever. That was very irksome um, to me. Well, yeah, I, I think it can be like when you're watching something and you know where it's supposed to be set, mm -hmm. where they're saying it's set, and then where it's actually set. Yes. Uh, and they just 
like like you said, it was filmed without supervision. That's a bit like <laughs> strangely enough, strangely enough, that's a bit like Spawn. Spawn didn't have any supervision. Didn't they say that? Didn't they say um yeah, 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 yeah. It's so a spawn, right? So spawn. What happened with spawn? I'm sure we did. We not say this when we made uh, did the review. Mm-hmm. They did a test screening. Um, no, that I remember. Yeah, they did a test screening for spawn. All the people behind it were like, "Yeah, yeah, we like it." So then they gave the director complete freedom to do what he wanted. But the director, whose name, uh, as anyone knows, I'm terrible names. The name of the director, I forget, but. He basically, then they kind of let him get on with it, with and mm-hmm. that's where they let the supervision go because what they, um, the original test screen and he pulled was, a bait and switch. Yeah, so then he turned it into a. Apparently, this is the story. Uh, you know the actor who played Spawn. I saw him being interviewed, and he said, "Then what happened was he then turned it into a much more visual CGI yeah. heavy film, and then the final version was nothing like the original test screening that he showed." You know, the higher to up get their to approval studio, to get yeah. their approval to move forward uh, and suddenly it was this whole other met and like you know there's that remember that scene in spawn where um uh you know at the end you know the bad guy's got the pacemaker with the trigger yes and so, suddenly out of nowhere he's got these magic powers to yes pull, pull it out of his body pull, pull, pull the like, pacemaker out or the bomb out of his uh, chest like, and then just sort of throws it in the air and gets rid of it and like yeah. you know you know it had never been implied up until that point that he had those powers and then right. he had those powers. And so even at the time he said to the director, like, well, where, where's this come from? Like, how can I suddenly now do this? And then mm-hmm. the director's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, yeah. So I think, you know, the reason I say it's similar to Spawn is because when I was watching this, I was thinking about Spawn. Um, <laughs> Uh, and? and so when, when we did our review of Spawn, so this is the part of the review where we, we summarise our thoughts of this film. So I was thinking about Spawn. Now, I gave that zero rating. Did um, you? I thought you yeah, gave it like yeah. a half. You gave it no, a zero? I'm pretty sure I gave it a zero, right? Oh, like, man. And I actually, because I do remember when we did Mortal Kombat, didn't I give that like a two or something? I You gave I Mortal Kombat a, a one. Did you write it down or did you remember? No, I just remember because you gave it a one and I gave it a five. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And then so I said, if Spawn is a zero, Mortal Kombat is a five. And you laughed and said that's hilarious. (laughs) And basically, uh, (laughs) like I, uh, so I'm watching this, watching this film. And I'm thinking about how you I just got Spawn flashbacks a... to Spawn. I got, I got. No, I'm thinking about how I gave Spawn a zero. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and like, and I'm thinking about how at the time. How can you give this one less? Like, and I was thinking about how I said this is the worst film I've ever seen about Spawn. And see, and, I told you that that was an exaggeration. Like, and I remember <laughs> on Instagram when we posted that the Spawn review had come out, mm-hmm. I put a comment underneath saying this is the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah. And Nick from Comic Culture replied saying, "Worst film you've seen yet." Yes. <laughs> and at the time, at the time, at the time, I was like, "Nah, like there's nothing." I told nothing you. that will take away how bad Spawn is. Yeah, there's always something. But there's, there's always something. Whenever you think but, you have hit the bottom of the barrel, there is always a false bottom. There is more to the to, bottom of the if barrel. It was like a sliding scale again. Like, if I'm pushing more combat now to a five, <laughs> I probably would push Spawn up to, like, a four or a five. And, and like, I'm, I'm not going to ruin my grading, but you guys can see where this might possibly be going. Yeah. I honestly, like, felt every minute of this movie. <laughs> I honestly had to keep pressing the, you know, the button on my control. You know, the presses, you know, that brings up the timer to see how much is there. Yes. Like, I li- and I was like, fuck, there's an hour left. Yeah, like, but, but like it's a, hour, you're right? saying that it's an hour left. It's like, an hour and forty seven minutes long in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. That's what I mean. But I was like forty something minutes in, and I'm like, oh, it's an hour left. Yeah, I, and um, I actually had to watch it over two nights. Like, I, and like, if it's a really good movie, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the edge of my seat. I remember yeah, like, yeah. when I, do you know what? Um, not superhero film, Shawshank Redemption. I remember the first, first time I put that on, I was sitting on the floor 
with like loads of loads of my crap. I was like tidying stuff up in my bedroom. Uh, it's when I lived at home with my parents. My whole bedroom was a mess and there's shit everywhere. And I'm tidying up my room. And I thought, oh, I'll just put a film on while I'm tidying my room. Put Shawshank Redemption on. I didn't move. Didn't how could you like how could you put that as a background film though? Well, I I no, I didn't I didn't even know that much about it. I just thought like oh no, background film. films always have to be stuff you've already seen. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so I just didn't move. I was like completely yeah. mesmerized. It was just like suddenly, like I can't remember how long it was. It was like two or three hours long or something. It's pretty long. I, yeah. Like I didn't even <clears> move. I just sat there and I watched it. Suddenly the film finished. I was like, oh, I didn't tidy my room. Yeah, anyway, I didn't do anything Matt, I was supposed to. Well, yeah, I didn't do what I was supposed to. Yeah, like you say, I should have probably put this bloody film on. Yeah, well, uh, see, I do yeah. the opposite. Like, I don't usually pause, for, except for A Quiet Place. But A Quiet Place was so tense that yeah. I had to pause it so I could get up and walk around. Because <laughs> I was just like this tight little, like, anxiety ball mm-hmm. sitting on my couch. But, like, this film, I was the same way. So this is actually on... Um, I don't know if you guys have this in the UK, but it's a service, a streaming service here called Tubi, where they just have all of these awful, awful, awful movies and they're oh, all free. Yeah. yeah. So I'm watching it on Tubi and it's like, thank God they had commercial breaks because it was just like, <laughs> oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so this movie, like in summary of my <clears throat> thoughts on this film. There's nothing to summarize. Like nobody put any effort into the plot. The, the, oh, it's, oh, yeah. they take forever to get to the monster like it's just it's it's a story about this town with the people and it's like okay you people are scared of something but like we don't know what you're scared of and you really don't see the monster until like the last 20 minutes of the movie and by then it's like i don't care (laughs) kill kill everyone i don't care for a man thing film there's hardly any man thing exactly there's way too much build up Yes. There's no real yes. character development of no, anybody. No, non-existent. Um, the, the acting is so deplorable. Poor. Yes. Now, think, and From again, everyone. People have to start everywhere. I yes. Think. Yes. Like, and um, and I'm not I'm not mad with them for their acting. Like, but the honestly, good thing is they get better. Like they're yeah, better and now. That, and that's what that, that's what they say to see Rachel Taylor and uh, Alex um or Omar whatever his name is. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hawaii Five O guy, his yeah. name I forget. Like um, uh, McGarrett, McGarrett. There you go. Mm. That's his name in Hawaii Five O. Uh, and that's what that's what it always be to me as McGarrett. Anyway, to see McGarrett in this, and then knowing where he ended up, like probably with a probably with several houses paid off after watching Hawaii Five O. He was the absolute lead star of it, and him leaving is kind of what brought the show to an end. Um, see his acting skills in Hawaii Five O, his humor, his action and everything. And then watching him in this, oh flipping heck. Like, yeah. I, I I am glad that they all had careers after this movie. Yeah. So it honestly paper thin, paper thin story. Yeah. CGI was abysmal. Um just yes. anyway, anyway, like it's I mean the, the only way to describe this is it's a mess. It is yeah, a yeah. mess from start to finish like it just there's nothing to carry you through there's no really through thread for the film like you said it, it too much buildup. like uh, there are plenty of times where you have a film and it's like it gets to the good stuff too early and then it just falls off by the end of the film but you're right like this one is way like way too long they spend way too much time in the oh god what is it like they're trying to build hmm. this mystery and it's like no like no. Okay, let's let's just say let's stop with our summary and then um we'll obviously fill out more of the structure part. But <laughs> there's this question that we ask every week, like favorite characters. I think for this film, we're just talking about characters. Um, yes. Like I have no favorite character in this film. Like so, last week, right, we talked about Werewolf by Night. Yeah. And which is why I we're said, on Man Thing in the first place. And, and yes. that's, that's one. Of the, and that is one of the reasons we moved to this. So. Man Thing has a role in Werewolf by Night, and mm-hmm. Man Thing in Werewolf by Night, whilst he doesn't speak in either film, and whilst there were similarities in appearance in both movies, mm-hmm. the Man Thing that we saw in Werewolf <clears throat> by Night, whilst again that that, that was a, uh, a, a it was a Marvel Disney production that, and it mm-hmm. was obviously a, a, lot a TV more special, super, yeah, a super a lot more supervision around it. But yes. the man thing that we got in that movie had far more character and depth mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. than we did in this Man Thing movie, which was a whole movie for Man Thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, and the 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 Man Thing that we got in World by Night, whilst again not speaking, had humor, had had an impact. Yeah, yeah, had, had, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I highlighted him last week as my favorite character in the World by Night because whilst mm-hmm. he played, to me didn't need to speak, I actually loved the presence that he had on the screen. Yeah, and now this this film, the man thing we got, even then, I just think to me he just came across as a monster, like, and really was almost portrayed as the villain of this film. Yes, like, and there was no. They really real... leaned into the horror part of yeah. this film, so every, oh, it, no problem. There was no that, redemption that for the man thing in this one. I've got no problem with them going down the horror road or whatever. If that's what they wanted to do. But then the humans were trying to carry like the heart of it, and suddenly we obviously have a love story injected with. Oh God! Don't uh, even get me started. Talk about Kyle, coming out of nowhere. Kyle and Terry. Uh, obviously, that's Rachel and Matthew, and um, so that came out of nowhere. But uh, I don't know. Like, I would probably say if I really, really had to choose a favorite. I would say Rachel Taylor as Terry. And I liked how spunky she was chaining herself up to the, the oil um, drilling machines and stuff at the beginning. And, mm-hmm. um, and when I first saw her, I was like, oh, it's um, uh, from Jessica Jones. And she um, Hellcat? And, uh, yeah, yeah, she starts to become Hellcat in Jessica Jones. And, <clears> um, <throat> and I, I thought she was brilliant in Jessica Jones. But to see the transaction between sort of transition from this film yeah. to Jessica Jones, I, I you know you got that there was that element of her spunkiness that we saw later in Jessica Jones. Now this is it was quite quite nice to see her early days. Mm-hmm. And the moment she spoke, I was like, is she Australian? Like I was like, I didn't even know she was Australian. I was like, oh, I didn't know she was Australian. And uh, obviously, I know she wasn't meant to be Australian in this film, but you can yeah. clearly hear that yes. Australian Yeah. Um, but for me, there's no real character development across anyone. No. Like, it, None. It, it is so thin. None. And sometimes when the characters were talking to each other, I just thought to myself, I don't care. Like the amount of times I get thinking, I don't care. Yeah. Like, there was a, you know, those, those, those two guys. Um, the brothers uh, the, the, who were sort of in the car and they were kind of, was, I don't know what they're doing. And then later on, they're going to blow up a drill in the middle of a swamp. And I'll be honest with you, I, I was so lost and just did not care about anything that was going on with these people. Yeah. It, I just felt like they've done nothing to make you care about right. them. They've been building up to this <clears> climax <throat> at the end. And I, I, you know, but anyway, just the development was so bad. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. Like, did, I mean, if I know. We, with these characters <laughs> is there anyone that kind of even slightly stands out above anyone else for you the or, only or person that felt like they weren't phoning it in was that guy who played renee laroche so the guy at the end who actually did rig up the dynamite and blow up the drill um and he ended up sacrificing himself at the end of the film but that guy was the only one that i was like Okay, for the character description that you have been given, you seem to be the only person that is actually playing up to that part. Well, strangely enough, he was in two episodes of Life. <clears> um, maybe him and Alex are still friends. Yeah, maybe Alex said, you need some work. <laughs> uh, he was in The Matrix, actually, Matrix Reloaded, and he was in the game Enter the Matrix. As a character oh, he, that I don't know. He would have been on, um, yeah, because there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, Maori characters in the Matrix. Yeah, so because um, he he's Maori, so there's he's... a bunch of Aussies, and then um, like okay, so that's another thing that I disliked about this film is that they had to throw in the race card. So because it takes place in like the deep south of the U.S. and they're close to Native American lands, they have to have this conflict between um, like the what they call the indians and the coloreds at one point some guy actually says that in the film and i'm just like really like we it could have been implied like it could have been implied all you you kept mentioning the tribe and tribal lands like you didn't have to actually like throw in the slurs but sure like why not let's just go ahead and throw those in there um so when they started to go down that route and it was just like it's an us versus them and, and i was just like oh my god this is this is so poorly done. And 
like whoever cast this like all the cast it's literally like all of the white people are australians and then all of the brown people are maori that's how they did this like in their australian casting like who <sighs> like i just it's like they didn't even try you know I, oh yeah i i mean it was just like what is the point like why this this film already is like just wobbly like it couldn't stand on its own two feet if it tried like why do you have to throw in all of these other elements like like what was the point of having that one racist guy in there have his little racist tirade about those people you know what i liked was um when when this film kicked off and i actually think as a joke in my head i might make this guy uh my favorite character uh was the boat driver who's oh yeah with um, no teeth <laughs> yeah yeah like as a joke it was going through my head and as he was pulling in, and the sheriff goes, oh, why do they call it by water? And he goes, it's because it's by the water. <laughs> uh, and I was like, are they for real? Like, are they actually for real? Like, that, like, that, I just, I was like, no. That's no. why they named like, the town. Because like, it's, by, it's the water. by the water. By the water. By the water. I thought, people like you really don't help. Like, like, <laughs> like, so, uh, anyway, uh, that's, there is no uh, structure like i mean uh, to to discuss at yeah, all yeah. So, so with the structure of this movie there is no real structure i mean there, there's tent there's tent poles so like i always i always remember um the creators of lost <clears throat> um they they said like they had tent poles that they needed to hit throughout yeah. six seasons and because it was um was it network tv they knew that between each part temple it may be five episodes or ten episodes because obviously the, the network would say right this season's 20 to 22 episodes or 20 episodes but they had temples that they would write to each story post mm-hmm. this movie did have temples like it introduced characters <laughs> it introduced the mystery <clears throat> it introduced i mean uh, a climax at the end. It had a climax at the end. They Mark, I don't bits. think you should be giving credit for the bare minimum. No, but it did have things in it. No, this is totally a movie because it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It did have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, I'm not going to say that it didn't have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It had things it wanted to achieve. And it wrote from A to B to C to D to E, you know, all the way to the end. Got through those ten poles. Now, did it do it well? No, it didn't. Not um, even a little bit. Did, did, did it? Did it? Did it? You know, build character and development? No, it didn't. Did it? No. Did it create? Did it create uh, mystery and eagerness to carry on? And and did it? Did it build tension? And did it? Um, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. Did it handle the climax well? Did no. It actually, in a in a horror based movie with a climax, allow that romantic relationship to, uh, you know grow organically to the point where we care about this this thing happening no. uh no it didn't and um i you know <laughs> then let's talk about the cgi it's i bad. you know i have i always think about when the film was made when i criticize the cgi like 2005 was on the on the come up like we weren't you know obviously we're not where we are today like there couldn't do avatar back then but like it could have been better for 2005. It could have been. Especially no. because we had already gotten like X-Men and Batman Begins Spider-Man. Came out in 2005. Yeah, that was a lot of practical effects though. Constantine came out in 2005. Constantine, I would say no, Constantine did have some pretty good effects. Fantastic 4 came out in 2005. War yeah, that's not really a good world. comparison. War of the Worlds came out in 2005. That doesn't count because Tom Cruise was in it, and like Tom Cruise yeah. films have like ridiculous budgets. <laughs> I'll tell you what else came out in 2005. Electra. Um, <sighs> that you know that film's not rated too far behind this one. <laughs> Sin City came out in 2005. The oh, Island. Sin City was cool. The Island. Oh my god, I love The Island. That's one of my oh, favorite Michael Bay movies. I love, I love that film. Ah, here we go. Probably had a big budget. Um, Final Fantasy Advent Children, which is all CGI. Uh, okay, but you're comparing, like, 
Michael like Bay. Good films. Yeah, <laughs> like this movie Dude, would Dune. never have had a Michael Bay budget. Like Doom came out in two thousand five. Doom had awful CGI though. I haven't seen Doom. Oh, um, we should put that on the list. It's really scary. Uh, I, it came freaks out me out. Two thousand five. Love, but that's also very practical effects. Um. Oh. Doom is actually a really awful film. We should watch Blood, it. Ra- Blood, Blood Rain came out in 2005. I've that never was seen it. terrible. We should watch that ah, too. One of my favorite films in 2005, Serenity. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. King Kong came out in 2005. Which King Kong? I mean, uh, the, oh, um, with Jack Black. Peter David. Yeah, yeah, Jack Black one. Mm. Uh, oh, that one just... wasn't so bad. The CGI was actually pretty good in that one, but that was Peter Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, Peter Jackson. So he got just got given yeah. everything. I was just gonna say, like, but that's all they, come off from Lord they, of the Rings. They just emptied like eighteen banks and said, "Here you go." Yeah, like, like do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> do what you want. Do, do uh, what but you do you know what? There's a movie that came out in 2005. I hadn't heard of Batman versus Dracula. It's an animated movie. Uh, uh, uh what? Like, Can we put Batman that on the list? Yeah, we should do. Like Batman yeah. versus Dracula. I've never heard of this. I don't know it's who P- to root for in that one. It's a PG. Oh, PG. Boo. It's animated. Like... Yeah, animated does. I mean, come on, Invincible is animated. Yeah, I know, but this is two thousand five. They weren't. Re- they weren't ready for that Batman. Like... Oh, not in animation anyway. Like, not in animation. Like, I don't think they never make a well. Actually, Batman is a lot darker now in Batman vs Superman, but now they—they, they, I don't think the audience is ready for Batman to like actually kill vampires and cut their heads. You know, it, they were never going to make a Blade version of Batman. Were they? I mean, uh, they could have because Castlevania they, is real kick-ass. No, they—they, they, I reckon they. Well, I think if Zack Snyder knew about this film, he probably would have made this rather than Batman vs Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a great start. Like, I would totally you know, watch that. Yeah, a Batman film, Batman fighting vampires. I'd watch that. That's 100%. what they should have done. Robert, yeah, they got Man of Steel sequel, Batman versus Dracula. Be like, yeah. let's put Batman in a totally different like dimension, a different Earth where vampires exist on that Earth, and just like let him have at it. Yeah. Um. So right, okay. There's a question I sometimes ask, and sometimes we say we're good. Oh dear. We, you know, like, oh dear. What would you have cut or changed <laughs> and why? I would never have greenlit this movie. Yeah, I don't mean either. Like, I. This movie you know never what? would have made it like to a product. But the thing was, it was part of a deal. Like, Marvel had made a deal. At the time, there was a, a company called Artisan Entertainment. Eventually, right before the film released, Artisan Entertainment got absorbed by Lionsgate, which people mm-hmm. are more familiar with Lionsgate now. And part of the deal was like they were going to develop several of these Marvel characters that they had then acquired the rights to by acquiring this other production company. And so they were supposed to be doing Black Widow. They were supposed to be doing um, they were supposed to be doing like four or five other characters. It was like a 10 character deal that they had. And then when this movie performed so poorly, all of that went out the window and eventually Marvel reacquired the rights to all of those characters that they had given to Lionsgate. The Hulk film. Did the Universal did that. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Universal has the rights to the Hulk. You know, Lionsgate did another Marvel movie. I remember like coming what it was. I remember like when this came up, I thought to myself, there's another Marvel movie that they did. Did they do Eternals? <laughs> no, they did some animated movies. Ah, uh, I remember now. Uh, they did uh, the Ultimate Avengers. They did an Iron Man film. Um, hold on. Well, I mean, Lionsgate is nobody to sneeze at. They're they're oh, pretty decent size. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it, but they did Punisher Warzone. Oh, now I I do it's. I, the first Punisher is I love it, but it's like bad. The second Punisher is also bad, but like I really, really love it even more than the first one because I love Lexi Alexander who directed Punisher Warzone, and like because she was a professional kickboxer, like her fight choreography that she has in her films is so freaking badass. Like that is my favorite part of watching Punisher Warzone is just the fight so, choreography. 
So they did a bunch of Marvel animated movies. They did Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate Avengers 2, The Invincible Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Sorcery Supreme, Next Avengers, Heroes of Tomorrow, Hulk versus Planet Hulk, and Thor, Tales of Asgard. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've seen Planet Hulk. I don't know if I've seen the others, but I've always seen bits of them. And I think they were all done well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lionsgate um, is a much, much bigger company than Artisan artisan entertainment was um but like i said they it was it was part of a deal so like marvel had sold the rights to certain characters and they were supposed to develop this big plan with it and of course all of this is before we had the mcu and all that stuff so i think the plans for the mcu had been in place for a very long time like this is this is marvel like trying to get it started and then it just failing completely miserably uh, but thankfully they imagine, got their imagine, shit together and redid imagine it. Imagine if imagine if this was like the MCU's first film. Yikes. Yikes. I don't know, but imagine if that is genuinely what they tried to do and like crazy. Like because um, it was in two thousand eight that we got Iron Man. So Yeah. So it wasn't like they I would say that they learned quickly from the mistakes that they made with this film. That that is probably the best thing to come out of Man Thing. I think what we can say here is everybody makes mistakes. Yes. But do you learn from them? And they did learn from them. Yes. And what what you've got to think is it took them not very long. Three years. To learn. Yeah, three years to learn and turn it around. Mm -hmm. Look at DC. They still haven't learned. No, they don't have a clue. They really don't. Uh, We're we're all hoping that James Gunn. Our our boy Jimbo. Come on, Jimbo. Don't let us down. I'm still not convinced because he got rid of Henry Cavill. Don't let us down, Jimbo. We're counting on you, man. I'm I'm honestly not looking forward to Superman, but actually you can see here behind behind me All Star Superman sitting on the shelf. Um, not looking forward to his new Superman, I'll be honest. Um, but other than that, I guess the thing is that DC took ten years to finally realise they needed their own Feige. I mean, some people are slow learners. Some everybody learns differently, and I think what we need to realise is that everybody has a different learning speed. DC taking a long time to learn. Yeah, DC, Marvel, DC Marvel. is in the special education classes, where, Marvel. whereas Marvel is like GT. <laughs> so, Mar- oh, it's a good thing though. It was it is good though that Marvel recognised that they screwed up with this, and you know they were yeah. like, right, okay, right, okay, from now on, we're going to babysit these films. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they realized it pretty fast because they they decided like. This movie is not going to make its money back. There's no reason for us to waste any more money on a U.S. theatrical release. Let's just go ahead and pull that back and drop it on sci-fi. Um, what What's your thoughts, actually, on... Because this isn't the first time that a movie's ever been retrofitted from cinema to go to TV. Mm-hmm. What What's your thoughts on things like that happening? Because I, I think... think if it's a sound business decision, I think you should you should make it. Like... Like I said, that when it was in development back in 2001, it was supposed to be a direct-to-video kind of release. Like, it seems to me that the people who originally laid out this film had no intention of it being a big blockbuster thing. Like, that was not that was not the movie that they set out to make. But somewhere along the way, that message got lost in translation. And it's just like, they tried to do something that was just above their pay grade. And it did not... It didn't work out. So at the very end, all they could do to cut their losses was to, like, it's already made. We're just going to release it, but we're going to do, you know, a non-domestic release. And then we're going to license it to a network here. So they gave NBC money so that they could play it on the sci-fi channel. (laughs) That's crazy. Do you know what they should have done? What they, what DC did with... um... Backhill, and they should have done it as a tax write-off. I think that would have been far better for them to not release this. I don't think that was as big of a thing back then as it is now. DC write-off. could afford to lose that money. I don't think at the time Marvel could afford to... Oh, no, Marvel wasn't owned by Disney. And yeah. Marvel wasn't too long out of bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe Marvel was just like, look, we've got to make something they had. They, they tried to salvage it. And, mm. I mean... I still don't think it broke even. I think they they did take a loss on this, but I don't think that they took a $5 million loss. I think it it probably still made some money because they did sell the licensing to another station. Um, But yeah, no, they they probably just couldn't afford it. They were like, we've already done the work. Like it's already, 
like at this point it's already made we might as well just let it go like oh, there's one it... last thing i want to say before we finish this when, when i first put this on and you know how like a lot of these horror films always start with the random person getting killed and you know that couple who end up on the on yeah the, that was another uh, thing that pissed me off like first of all if this takes place in any kind of swamp ain't nobody ain't nobody that grew up near a swamp trying to get in a canoe with alligator infested waters to hook up uh, that ain't I'm happening not, I, well, I, well, that was, yeah, I was like thinking, because I, I, you know, I don't, I don't live in America, but I've been to Florida many times now, and there's many signs yes. saying do not go near the waters. Yes. And the amount of times I have read news reports of, you know, Disney tourists going near the water and getting eaten or attacked or something. And here we are, we've got people that live in this area. Yep, it would never grew happen. Up, grew up in this area and clearly knew this was a bad thing to do. But suddenly, okay, we want to hook up. We're going to get in a, in a, in a rowing boat thingy, whatever it is, nope. and, and go down the river and, and you know, hook up. And, and I, So that was a bit like, these people are just stupid. I, I just think like they didn't do their research. Like if they if they really did just outsource this entire thing to Australia, like maybe they just didn't do their research. I don't know. Like Australia has fairly. I, they've got gigantic things that kill people all the time. Like, but like yeah. the neighborhood that I grew up in, like we had a park, and it is not unheard of in my neighborhood. Like in, even in this day and age, you watch the news sometimes, especially in the summer, you will see reports all the time about alligators. Like alligator in the neighborhood, woman walks into her backyard and there's an alligator in her pool. Like. Imagine that. Imagine that. You do well, not like, hang out like nobody. Nobody hangs out in these creeks. Like, we don't do that here. Like, you just you don't do that. Do that the reason I had to do that, though, was because man thing was a swamp based creature. Um, uh, yes. And they wanted to keep it in the swamp. And, um, however, Whale by Night, there's no swamp. No. That way it's all. But, but in Werewolf by Night, they, they captured him and brought him to that place. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, they could have done that. But anyway, um, just back then, they still were learning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but basically, what annoyed me more than anything was that when uh, the, the beginning opens and she takes her top off, and I was yes. like, oh, okay. That's how I it got like, the R rating. Come on. Like, I was like, oh, okay, this is ridiculous already. I yeah. was like, this is clearly a horror movie, but yeah. we had to throw in some nudity. Because yes. Duh, how else not. would you know? Like, yeah. Like, how, yeah, how, yeah. How else would you know this is an R rating? <laughs> like, maybe they threw that in just so that the censors knew. They were like, you know, you might. Oh no, not... there's too many f bombs too. Like, you you can only say the f word one time if you are like a PG thirteen film, just once, and it can't be like overly emphasized. It has to almost be hush. But anytime you put an f bomb in there, that's almost an automatic R rating. Um, I mean. The gore scene at the end where the guy gets pumped for the oil. And that was kind of awesome, honestly. Uh, no, but I mean, that was definitely going to get an 18. You know? Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, like, that was 100%. Anyway, I'm just curious, like, as we as we bring our review to a close and, you know, we reflected on the awesomeness of this movie, uh-huh. um, what you might rate this movie. Um, This movie gets a half a point. So, I mean, not zero. No, I'm not going to give it a zero. I'm going to give it a half a point. Okay. I don't know what to do, really, because I gave Spawn a zero, and this is actually worse than Spawn. I mean, you could give it a negative, and then your negative would negate my half a point, and then this would be the first <laughs> film that we have collectively rated less than zero. <laughs> I don't even know. If it's, Can we it's give it an good. award for that? Like, hey, congratulations, you've won the first ever official Geeks Unleashed negative review. <laughs> like, negative zero review. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever given a negative. Like, I'll hold off because it could be that this is the oh, worst. Oh, it could get I've worse. Yeah. This could be the worst thing we've seen yet. Yet. So I'm going to give it a zero. Okay. Uh, there's, no other, there's no other way. Like, it is honestly, it is so far the worst film I have seen yet. I'll yeah. be honest. I, I even remember your words to me when we watched Spawn. You said to me, you've never been, I've never he- heard your voice sound so like, down kind of reviewing the film yeah but, uh, and I, you weren't those weren't your words but it was something like that and i've got this i think how i feel I, I think because like spawn actually disappointed you i think you might have had some semblance of an expectation for for what you were going to get out of that film and yeah, it did yeah, not yeah. it did not come anywhere close i don't think it, either one of us had expectations for this film. 
Oh no, I remember I said man thing. I, I did start it years ago. Yeah. Uh, about 10 minutes in, I was like, this is shit, and turned it off. Mm-hmm. And I'd always known that I'd planned to go back and watch it because, you know, I want to watch. It's like Pokemon. I, I want to watch them all. So, you know, anyway, let's not talk about this film. Basically, we watched Werewolf by Night. We were like, yeah, okay, we're going to listen to Man Thing, thing yeah. this week. Uh, this, is, this was not planned. Oops. We were like, okay, let's do next Man Thing. So, next episode, <clears throat> because we thought, let's carry on with some Marvel creatures. Yeah, and yeah. Howard the Duck, we're going to do Howard the Duck next week. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Um, anyway, you can follow us on social media. We're Geeks and Niche everywhere uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Come say and- hello. Yes. We are very, well, Mark is very chatty. Sometimes I jump in the comments. Um, But you can also listen to this on your favorite podcast platform. We are everywhere. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. I mean, let's be honest. If you're listening, you probably are on your favorite platform. But thank you anyway. Yes, we appreciate it. Leave the reviews. Leave the reviews. Like, subscribe. And share. Sharing is caring. Good journey. See you next week. Good journey.